0: Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 phone booth fighting is on the road late nights after midnight almost 1 a.m. to be exact in los angeles california irvine more specifically myself richard hunter and frank meer along with a very special guest, Brian Lacey, from the One Punch Podcast with Brad Pickett, and more specifically, the uh, other half of the ACB broadcast tandem, Brian Lacey, along with uh, Frank Miracle on the fights tonight. I was just along for the ride in a media, I use uh, quotation mark fingers, media capacity. Brian, good to see you.
0: Oh, pleasure to be here, man. It's, uh, it's not Mia Mansion, which I was uh, looking forward to chilling at some, some stage. but Soon. But, yeah, we, we've hooked up the team. So when ACB does the, a Vegas card. That would be amazing if we go and uh, oh, sneak yeah. shooting. in there. Take, take me shooting and unload yeah. some weapons. We'll,
2: we'll go shooting, crazy stuff, and then we can go and do vegan restaurants.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And some yoga. But, yeah, man, Now good to meet everyone. I met the family, Mia. Uh, and now... Both halves of uh, phone booth fighting.
1: That's right. We're meeting for the first time in person. Uh, you got to check out the One Punch podcast with uh, Brian Lacey and uh, UFC fighter uh, Brad Pickett. And uh, so we're 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 held up here in the uh, the atrium of the Embassy Suites, the official fighter hotel. The ACB fifty one card is in the books. And uh, let's just start there, guys. Uh, give everybody a little... You know, it's not all uh, It's not all glitz and glamour. People wonder, you know, what the fighter's life is like. And we're actually kind of watching it here in the embassy suites where, uh, you know, this is the time where, you know, the promoter goes around and pays all the fighters and things like that. So we're watching that happen. Some guys don't have a scratch on them. Some guys look like they earned their money tonight. And uh, that's what we're... Witnessing So this streamed live on our Phone Booth Fighting Facebook page. Hopefully everybody got a chance to watch it. If you didn't, go back, and um, it'll be archived on there, so you can go back and watch it here, Frank call some action and uh and and brian so the uh the main event there were some recognizable names on this card some ufc veterans some uh uh some 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 you know guys who really
2: Silva, pat healy yeah
1: let's start with tiago silva so tiago silva was in the main event he fought and won the acb light heavyweight title haven't seen him i think it's been a few years right last time we saw him in the ufc things were not going well there were some issues, and so a he, bit, uh, yeah he uh he, he had a little bit
2: of uh Standoff with the police, SWAT was involved. Just a little bit of a standoff with the police. Yeah, <laughs> let me right. let me just
1: say, I was I was uh, happy to know that uh, I was with my well armed friend uh, Frank, just in case he flipped out again. And Frank had to return. I'm never fire, too far from a firearm, something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, Brian and I would be huddled under the desk. That's right. Yeah. That's
0: it. Cowering in each other's arms, I That's believe, it. would be the uh, the pose That's we go it. for. But if anyone spotted us, would be practicing jitsu That would be our line oh, yeah. That's, That's what we would right. be going down. yeah Hey, you've got a really good guard. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: if it goes to the ground, it's all me. <laughs> uh, now, yeah. so so uh, Tiago won his fight tonight. Uh, di- didn't have uh, – uh, the outcome never really seemed to be in question. He he basically shut out his opponent on the scorecard's run, won a five-round decision. But that fellow who walked, just walked by us uh, – What are I you using that word? Jerk very his, generously. Yes. Limped past us. Yes. What was what's his – yes. uh, well, uh,
0: Jared? took
1: yes he uh he took more kicks to that lead leg than uh, i i've seen in a while And was i mean
2: during the fight wasn't really showing the effects of what I would expect in my experience of some of the shots he took yeah inside leg outside leg I mean and a couple of them buckled him the outside legs uh kicks uh, specifically, and then he would just get up and keep walking normally, and most of the time when you see yep. a kick land like that. Guy might get back up, but he is hobbling on one leg, switching stances, yep. trying to figure out some way to keep that leg protected. And for as much abuse he took, uh, he really wasn't showing it. Still put weight
1: on it. Still he, kept pressing kept, forward. Mm. Yeah. It just looked like uh, Silva had a speed advantage on him and, uh, you know, it a able- commitment advantage. Yeah.
2: You know, Silva threw his jab. He, he threw it with some commitment behind it. He was trying to throw and. And you can see Jared just, you know, he throw his jabby kinda of paw. and really the only punch that they get any commitment behind was he throw that overhand right, which, you know, he looks like he has some confidence in and then and then after that it just a lot of the punches just didn't have the same authority that, you know, Tiago threw with his strikes.
1: Yeah. You know, uh yeah, Jared looked a little uh like like uh w- once the fight kind of wore on, maybe he was just a little hesitant to pull the trigger
2: too much respect,
1: yeah, well,
0: so not setting up these shots he I think the, the game plan we could hear the corner very well in there, mm. and uh, the game plan seemed to be get uh, thiago to the fence and then try and unleash combinations, but that big overhand right was was putting all his money on that, but he wasn't setting it up, he wasn't mm-hmm. throwing jabs or kicks or or anything to to sort of. Uh, Um, make that difficult for Tiago to read. So Tiago never looked in danger in the fight, but the... no,
2: Not even so much as a... In 25 minutes, I don't even think he did a level change. No, no. It it was pretty much wash, repeat, right? Yeah, Yeah, we
0: said that, yeah. You said it's it's almost, yeah, exactly the same game plan. And by round four, you were almost begging the uh, the corners to to change something up. And they did start calling for, for a jab, but by that point, I mean... Uh, you've taken that amount of damage. His nose as well. Tiago Silva's jab was so crisp and so fast um, and right on the money. He caught uh, Torgerson so many times uh, flush on the nose that um, by round four, there was uh, that Torgerson really didn't look like he could switch anything up and he, he was doing what he was doing and he was surviving but there was there's no plan B and... Uh, um, Tiago Silva could take his time not take the damage not fear the uh, the striking of Torgerson and and uh, and just and pretty much cruise to the title. Well, I, yeah, I, I wonder 'cause
2: I wonder cuz I don't know if you could hear us we were talking about the fact that you know Torgerson came into this fight not expected to do well. Yeah. You know, I think uh, the average uh, spectator, you know, uh, fan and and whatnot, we were all, you know, uh, we thought this was pretty much Thiago's uh championship to win. Uh-huh. And so we had thought, talking about, that it would take the pressure off of Torgerson. I mean, he brought it up himself uh, in pre-fight interviews, talking about how like, there's no pressure, just go out there and perform. But then it almost seemed like there was no incentive either. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not expected to win either. I just don't want to get knocked out. I'll, yeah. I'll just make it to the it,
1: end. You know, it is, it is always a bad sign when your corner man, and I was sitting very close to that corner, uh, at the end of the fourth going into the fifth, yells to you, you have nothing to lose. It's usually a sign that uh, they're telling you you're probably behind on yeah, the cards. Yeah. But, uh, no, all, all uh, credit to him for hanging in there. You know, the, I, think, I always think the big question is when you got a guy like Tiago Silva who's been out of the big show of the UFC but still is not aged you know, out of the game or anything like that, I think the question people always ask is, how did he look? You know, we haven't seen him in a while. Could he re- could he make another run in a you know at a UFC or even a Bellator or something like that? What do you guys think?
0: The the, the interesting thing because I got to speak to him through the, through the week of being out here as well. Um, he's talked about uh, going back to his original trainer. So Rafael Caldera, Kings MMA, is where he's st- like, Rafael Caldera. 20 years ago was his first trainer, that mm. Muay Thai style that he, he's well known for, that King's MMA gym is well known for. Yeah. Um, they started as a, uh, uh, that was his first coach. So he went back there, he's training with v- Fabricio Vadum, he was in his corner as well. Um, and he seems very happy, very chilled. Uh, his, his performance was much um, much more disciplined than it would be in some of the other fights we've seen. Uh, so, so maybe it's, it's a changing... Those changes and alongside the stuff he talked about in the cage about family life being good, life outside the cage, feeling comfortable and settled, um, all those things can culminate in... He's still a dangerous fighter man. And even when I, when I talk to him, He's still a scary man. <laughs> like mm-hmm. He was smiling at me, but he did that thing where he looked down to so the neck tattoos fully out. Yes,
1: it was fully extended. S- straight mm-hmm. down the
0: nose at me. And uh, even though I was, he was being mm-hmm. s- smiling, we were talking about our kids and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. There, was, there was that look in his eye where like, if, if, if he had flinched a little bit, a little bit of we would have come out.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? If you, if you find yourself feeling intimidated in that circumstance, just do what I do when I look at Tiago Silva. And just picture him as an in-shape Judd Nelson. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> Breakfast Club, Saint Elmo's Fire. Oh, yeah, all right, yeah.
0: All right. yeah, yeah. Retro callback. I he like w- it.
1: Judd Nelson, if he'd never let himself go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> That's going to help. If I'd only spoken to you at the start of the week, we could have <laughs> got through this. Yeah,
2: would have got you in worse trouble. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, uh, speaking of recognizable names, we just encountered Mike Kyle coming off the elevator. There, he fought at light heavyweight tonight, knocked his opponent out, and uh, Kyle's a guy who you know we've seen in a variety of organizations, and uh, he had a solid he, the guy that he fought. I made Mrs. Muir uh, laugh tonight. I was, you had
2: me laughing too when I seen the text. Yeah,
1: I was doing my own show, my own commentary for Mrs. Muir on the text tonight, just entertaining her because she couldn't hear the audio feed of Frank. And uh, I said, you know, if um, if Mike Kyle and Roy Nelson had a baby, <laughs> his opponent, that uh, was the guy. And I actually saw one of our uh, one of our listeners on Twitter had tweeted at Phone Booth Fight basically the same joke. So I, I felt it was important that I time stamp. You know, you understand this, Brian, as a comedian. The timing you do is not Well, you don't want to be accused of ripping off somebody else's material. Yep. So I had to immediately timestamp that. So <laughs> I don't have one of our listeners accusing me of uh, joke theft. But uh, his opponent looked very uh, game. Uh, and right up until the point that he got knocked out, he was game. But uh, he took a hard shot from my co- Did anybody think that? That guy might have eaten one or two extra shots. Did anybody notice that?
2: Well, I think that once he went down to the ground, uh, you know, Kyle jumped on him and and did land uh, to the back you know.
0: of the head as well. There was, there was one that looked like it went clean on the yeah back. Of, you know it, it looked like
2: maybe he was going to be okay, but then yeah. he did he took two shots that were pretty hard and uh, you know uh, you know Herb Dean was able to stop the fight then and, and you know it's one of those things where like I mean we might count the shots, but I think in time wise it was probably you know a third of a second. Yeah, you know, the fight was, uh, you know, and so uh, the interesting part was I didn't think he was hurt that bad. But did you notice at the end of the fight? He was up on the stool. And then they go, okay, now you got to go over there. They're gonna announce the winner. And he was like, what? No, the fight's over. Like you see. the thought come. there was another
0: round coming. Yeah, he day, thought think, he was on yeah. the stool
2: between rounds. Is what I perceived because yeah. he was extremely upset. And then Brian pointed out doing things. He was oh, he's not happy about the decision. I'm like, I wanted to say, but we didn't have time. Like he just found out about it 15 seconds ago. <laughs> 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 we, we should it's that, lose to him. He's yeah. the last guy to know he lost that fight. Yeah. Well, we we should give him a,
0: a, a, some props though because he's Dan the Man Charles. That's the the the, the fights that took on Mike Carl. Yep. He found out about this fight on Sunday. What? That's when he got the call. He was that's playing when with I his found little girl. Yeah, upcoming. that's right. You could have been in the cage with yeah. Mike Kyle. Yeah. Oh, um, what retro celebrity does Mike Kyle remind you of? Let's let's find that out. Oh, Mike Kyle. Ben mm.
1: right.
2: Diesel's one of them. All no, right. Well, you know, you know, yeah. Vin Diesel and The I'll, Rock etiquette? i kid. No. I
1: tell you who he, he looks a little. To me, he looks like a uh, a, a blown up uh, Frank Trigg. I think he's got a little. Man, ah. you're in the nailing face. this cool. stuff. That's
0: bang on. Well yeah. done. Um, but yeah. yeah, he found out on Sunday about the fight. So and, and like I spoke to him yesterday, and he's he's a very. he's just a, a man with a, a good energy. Like he's. Yeah. Uh, um very chilled. Uh, he's, he's got an Irish background, so he says that fighting spirit mm. comes through when he gets in there. It yeah, was a pretty game, though. He was he doing really well. really game. And, uh, and and I think he made Mike Kyle think a little bit. He caught him with he one did. at least. Very that, early on.
2: I mean, he caught Mike Kyle with a shot. that was like, oh. Yeah. yeah. yeah We've got, got to up. fight. we got to fight. He threw a head
1: kick <laughs> early on. And he was at a height disadvantage. Yeah. He, yeah. A smooth, clean it. one, too.
2: Yeah. Wasn't yeah. anything to laugh at. Like, oh, it was, it was, it was, yeah. he was a legitimate threat, but just uh, got
0: caught. Did yeah. It? There was one thing I was going to say as well, because uh, off the back of, uh, like we talk about that, Dan Charles feeling not unaware. This was, th- there was th- three instances where, uh, I mean, you see it every so often where a fighter gets rocked and maybe grabs the referee and thinks the fight's still going on. But we had three instances during this one where there was fighters in seriously unaware of where they were. There was uh, the Arthur S- Estrazulus opponent, insane, right. Dave Cochrane. Dave He got very badly knocked out. That was um, ranks
2: the top couple of my uh, visual uh, uh, knockouts. A a
0: huge right hand that dropped him, and uh, that caused a delay in in the following fight because they had to switch ambulances because they took him straight to... uh, He walked out of the cage eventually, but uh, they they took him to get checked. Then we had uh, the Dan, the man one, and there was one other. I'm sure there was one other that uh, uh, somebody was, was, was rocked and... Oh, Musa, Moussa Hamanayev. They they were talking about him when he got up. I don't know. He had his
2: hands up, guarding. They weren't
0: really getting through.
2: I did not know if they stopped him more specifically because his hand position. It's kind of like the universal, I'm not fighting back. Yeah, he he definitely Mm. turtled. But
0: uh, what I meant was after the knockouts, there was uh, a couple of instances where fighters were Uh, unaware of what was going on exactly off, off the back of the KO and that. That was uh, yeah, yeah. But there's some big finishes. That's
2: yeah. He was. He seemed a little confused
0: or something Well, there was about a little bit of afters when he went into the face of. Luis Palomino, who was fantastic tonight. That Another was, name. Uh, yeah, a guy from,
1: you've seen fight in World Series of Fighting. World Series mm-hmm. of
0: Fighting. He's done some great fights against us. Justin Gaethje. Yes. Uh, WSOF 19. I think that's that's an absolute war to go, yeah. to go and watch.
1: We uh, may see a little uh, commission fallout from that fight. Because uh, if you go back and watch it, Palomino stops him. But when he popped back up, he was. We didn't know if there was a language barrier issue or what was going on. But he was angry at Palomino. A couple of punches. He were, got right in his face. I yeah. mean, we
0: couldn't. We couldn't hear what he was saying. And, and yeah. whether we just thought he was going to do the usual thing of congratulate, yeah. and then he was right in Palomino's face, and Palomino threw a, a little tasty left. Uh, left hook which had been connecting well during
2: the yeah. fight, to be honest yeah. <laughs> so we uh, were right back into fight mode
0: uh, and then they had to take and remove musa from these but but this is the wrong place to do it california state athletic commission they're they're, they're serious about what they do they're, they've um they've done some groundbreaking stuff as far as weight cutting and uh, and drugs and things like that but um you do not want to go messing here or nevada um Brilliant. from what i've heard they, they've they're, they're talking about not allowing him to fight in the u.s again so uh, could be well, a big fall, that.
1: i was just pointing out to frank too because the word was that he just headed out the back door and uh not only is that where you're supposed to get your you know you're supposed to get checked out medically but you would assume also that's where you're going to have your post fight drug test and if you don't take that they're probably going to treat that as a dirty test mm. if you don't test so who knows yeah. Uh, no, we, the
2: post fight is random also, so I mean, usually they do. Everybody gets pre fight tested. Yeah.
1: Oh, really? Post fights random? It's yeah. not always for everybody. No, oh, not okay. everybody. No, oh, didn't know that. Uh, Just Unless tough, you're hey, main I,
2: event or title fight, yeah. Then it's like then you, uh, yes, yeah. And then usually they'll run through into a random post fight yeah. where you know the. And
1: the would it be would it be like creepy would I be the creepy MMA fighter guy if I was just always volunteering for a post fight <laughs> drug test regardless of whether or not they were asking you show
2: your uh, junk to everybody yeah
1: just swinging it around <laughs> he wants to D- see me pee I saw <laughs> Donald Trump um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: apparently allegedly oh, I'm never coming back <laughs> but uh, I asked uh, Scott Ask him a UFC fighter, uh, and, and, <laughs> uh, and Brad Pickett as well they said Said it's the same guy in the UK, so it's one guy who goes around So he's seen a lot of UFC dick. Huh. Like, and I would say I said to Just Scott, right asking uh, how, how do you weigh up? Did, did he give you a look? Did he's like, oh, or was it like? Yeah. A, eh. yeah. I mean, you want a good? Was noise, there a don't yeah. look? Or was there yeah, a yeah. or, or a little giggle? That's going to put yeah, you like, off, <laughs> isn't it? That's gonna the little
2: like kind of. Hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite a good one, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not good.
2: Yeah. 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 You're like. Ooh, stick to fighting, buddy. <laughs> no wonder you're such an angry man.
1: <laughs> we uh, we also saw Pat Healy, uh, speaking of the Irish curse, we saw Pat Healy uh, in action. And uh, he had a tough night tonight. He got stopped. Um tko it looked like he maybe was complaining about an eye poke that the yeah. referee missed
0: yeah so um, i think uh, it was difficult to see but um pat healy was moving forwards. He's, he, he's very pat Healy style looks for the clinch looks to work from there looks for takedowns and i think as he came into leandro it wasn't a case that, um, of leandro had his hands out or was extending them towards but he had them like that uh as, and that's not good for podcasting saying that, is no. it? um hands open pointing up and i think pat healy sort of bent down change levels Mm -hmm. Um, i'm
1: I'm just let me describe to the listener i'm watching brian Lacey right now and he's doing a john jones impersonation i've got a naked kermit right in front of you this
0: is uh uh (laughs) (laughs) but the um but yeah i think it was a case of a bit of misfortune but uh it did look like an ipo caught him and then straight after that leandro Silva uh took him well knocked him down and then finished him
1: now i was providing a deep background for the broadcast Via text, I, I don't know if Frank had a chance to work it in. But when I think of uh, Pat Healy, I think of the man who smoked the most expensive joint in UFC history. Correct. This is a fantastic footnote. Uh, back in 2013, Pat Healy submitted Jim Miller. And he did it in a fight where he won. First of all, okay, so Pat Healy's money to show was like 27,000 bucks. I mean, he was on the prelim somewhere. And then um he wins the fight, so he I think he got like a $15,000 fight bonus for that, but he won submission of the night and fight of the night together. This is back when the bonuses were still sixty five thousand. So he won sixty five thousand and sixty five thousand one thirty plus another fifteen thousand. So that's one hundred and forty five thousand dollars in bonus money alone, wow. and then twenty seven to show, test positive for marijuana. All the bonuses gone. So he should have left with what damn near close to two hundred grand. And he ends up leaving with his $27,000. I have always, and I don't know, Pat, I have always wanted to ask him, if there is a Mrs. Healy, what was that explanation like? Because she's, put yourself in this uh, mindset for a minute, Frank. Now, let's say, uh, you know, Mrs. Healy is watching the fight live. She probably would be. And doing the math in her head, right, and, you know, let's face it, you're not getting paid main event money or whatever. And this is kind of like hitting the lot. This is like a perfect storm of bonuses, only to find out that you're, in the end, really only going to get paid like you lost a fight, as opposed to winning a fight of the night. Man.
2: What do you do afterwards, though, as far as uh, <laughs> your kind of guy that, you know, as you say, what, 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 what do you guys say, anything like this? spliff?
1: Spiff,
0: yeah, that's it, uh-huh. yeah, yeah.
2: You know, you're the kind of guy that talks on a joint, you know, to relax, ease out a little bit. You get the news you failed the drug test. And,
1: yeah, boy, that uh, joint had the opposite effect, didn't it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you go smoke another joint now? Just like, <laughs> screw it. God. I'd just
1: get angry with that bag of weed, wouldn't you? Yeah. That's uh, Well, probably what you would do is you would figure out how many joints you had to smoke until that proportionately you felt like, incrementally, the, that one joint didn't cost you that much money anymore. But I don't know. I couldn't get that thought out of my head. I, th- that would I think he's like... committed
0: to uh, continuing his cage fighting and getting punched in the head till he forgets Good. that happened. that's he's, another he's 56, That was his 56th MMA fight tonight. Whoa, really? 50, and think about it, the amount of training camps. Well, obviously, yeah. 56. Uh, but yeah, that's some tough sparring, and he's come through a generation where... It's not smart smart sparring yeah. either either, so um Yeah. That's a big head as well. He's got my my issue. I've got I've got a big cranium.
1: I have a giant head.
0: Man, look at us. Is Every, that right? That's yeah, true. I can't do Christmas hats. You so, wanna compare hat sizes? Uh, yeah, go. Let's do who, this. Who do you
1: want? Me first? Just
0: to
2: make sure the listeners
0: know Actually, what we are uh, talking to about <laughs> <laughs> <Right again. laughs> To be honest, I don't know what my hat size is. If you can uh we could maybe just get Frank to use his massive hands to see if he can fit them around either of
1: our heads. <laughs> here you go. Here you go. Here's it's been weird, man. <laughs> here, here's the leader in the clubhouse, right That's here. Right. Seven and three quarters.
0: I think I'm seven and a half. So I think you beat me. That's it's it.
1: My here's the problem with my giant head. on On Frank's body, it would look proportionate. On my little average person size body. It's just I I don't do I look like I have a huge head and you've just uh, the never, hair throws it uh, is that it
2: definitely calms it you down. carry I you carry go it for well the buzz cut
1: okay yeah I should avoid that
0: but that's been a, a bane of my life like in the Me back too. on school shirt on the back of my school shirt do mm-hmm. you all write on your thing? last day of school they write on uh-huh. on that I got home feeling quite good about all the the, the little mm-hmm. messages you got and then I took my shirt off and somebody's just. Put, look at the size of this kid's cranium oh, with a big arrow pointing no. up, and even my mum left. Oh. She was like, "Even my mum was <laughs> like, that's funny, that's that's good.' <laughs> no. You've been walking around the whole day, like, why, so, why is everyone so happy Bring to so much? To shit? People are yeah, yeah. laughing. I <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know why that happened or where it came from or whatever, but I have never like. I don't I will never order like one of those one size fits all caps not online not. can't do that they never stock my size if I want a fitted yep. hat in the store they don't do that Mm-mm, nothing like that. It's,
0: just, it's a small little painting, but you carry it like when mm-hmm. other people look good in a hat in the mm-hmm. summer, they stick a whatever they might be wearing on. Mm-hmm. There's there's me with macranium out in the. Uh, in, the right. in the blazing vitamin D.
1: And you know what? I'll tell you what else happens when you get a hat that does fit you. How excited do you get? Mm-hmm. Like you don't even really kind of even care what it says or what <laughs> it looks like. It just fits.
0: Yeah, this fedora is staying on. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, That's yeah. how exciting
1: yeah. that is. Uh, We also had uh, oh Danny Martinez was on the card, so Danny Martinez started. We give a shout out to him because he's a uh, Trent Cotney fighter, and uh, Trent has sponsored Frank in the past. Trent's a great guy. You know, two when in the when the Reebok era came into being, I think the average UFC fan still had two big questions on their mind: Uh, what the hell is a dynamic fastener, and who the (laughs) hell is Trent Cotney? (laughs) Uh, the <laughs> dynamic fastener question is still uh somewhat debated, but uh Trent Cotney is a construction lawyer. He specializes in construction law and uh, he's he's based in uh, uh, is it Georgia or Florida, Florida, I believe. Uh, but just the greatest guy actually met him online we we interviewed him one time just who who are you yeah it turns out he's a he's just a fight fan he likes to support fighters and he doesn't really get anything out of it he doesn't get sales or anything but he just likes to back fighters and i know danny martinez the gremlin is uh arizona fighter one of the guys that he has backed the longest and and danny uh uh fighting at 125 pounds does a lot of charity work with the money he gets from training. Well, anyway, he's a good guy. So it was cool to see him on the fight card tonight and he won his fight and uh, yeah. hopefully, you know, maybe ACB will give him another look. He
0: was he was asking for that in the in the interviews before he was saying, "Look, I'm I'm keen to fight for this organization. Mm-hmm. They've got some good fighters at that weight class as well. The flyweight champ, uh, Askar Askarov, uh, really really uh, good fighter, very well-rounded. Only 8 and 0 or 9 and 0. But like we've said before, with so many of these, that amateur pedigree they've got going through, that the amount of fights they have before they turn pro in, in yeah. that region of the world is, uh, yeah, it, it cuts them. Like eight and zero is not nine and zero is not your standard Western nine and zero over yeah. there.
1: Yeah, it was good to good to see him on the card. And uh, not only did we have a lot of recognizable names on the card, but as it turns out, even the ring announcer. Was related to <laughs> UFC slash MMA slash BJJ royalty
2: legends light heavyweight champ.
1: Yes, see the uh, the uh, legacy legacy, legacy nice. uh, FC light heavyweight champ. We're talking about Las Vegas's own Robert Drysdale and uh, good friend of Frank's, good friend of mine. You've heard him here on Phone Booth Fighting. His dad was the ring announcer tonight. Papa and Drysdale, we. David Yeah, so we find out Frank told me that that was his dad and I thought he was making it up because he looks like Robert. And when he said that I could see in his face the resemblance. Like Robert. Yeah, and I thought eh, okay, yeah, he does look a little bit funny. You know, he's like, "No, seriously, that's his dad." Now, what we found out though was that he really hadn't done ring announcing before. Like he he got asked to do yeah, the got gig. A call
2: from one of the promoters uh, yeah, junior and uh, asked if he could take it up and Talk about like that's pretty incredible to sit out there and go. You know what? Something I've never done before. Mm-hmm. Walk out in front of people, uh, a huge crowd, and and sit there and uh, you know announce and uh, yeah, with no real formal training, just some research and jumped out there and the uh, first time he's ever done it. Goes out there and not the easiest time, uh, opportunity to go out there. There was little confusion about the uh, the uh, format of what they wanted to do. I felt bad for him. If, if there was any confusion for fans watching they could realize that the 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 powers to be the owners of the actual ACB and, and and whatnot back overseas were trying to have it ran like how they run it in Europe and in, uh, in, in Russia and whatnot that, 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 that uh, there was going to be no interviews of fighters in between fights mm-hmm. and we found it strange uh brian and i both looked at each other all of a sudden david dreisel starts interviewing fighters mm-hmm. and else it's going on after fight after fight and then uh we had to call him the headphones that he's not supposed to be doing that and they try to stop him so tell him not to do it so he goes back and he was never his idea to do in the first place but then the promoter here on site he had him do it. He goes, Hey, interview the guys in between fights. Okay. So, uh, David's just doing what he's told to do. And all of a sudden, now he's told not to do it. And then when he stops, so he stops for one fight, all of a sudden, then he goes back and starts doing it again. And we're all looking in confusion because now that another guy came up and said, Hey, do this. It was almost kind of like a, uh a comical, like, All right, hey, you got to, you know, move that back. Okay. Yeah. The other guy, the, the other boss walks, away, What are you doing? He goes, Well, I'm moving the bag over here. No, move it back. All right, I'll move it back. Then the new boss, come, you know, they kept switching. And it's like, all right, dude. So it was really funny to see uh, poor David Drysdale stuck in the middle of this uh, power struggle between. With a, cam- the with a
0: camera on him at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah.
2: So interview. Like- no interview. Interview. Yeah, no yeah. interview. It's like, well, okay, well, who am I listening to? <laughs>
1: I'll tell you what David had going for him, though. This is his ace in the hole that none of the other major Ring announcers or commentators, for that matter, have going for him. He can speak Brazilian or Portuguese fluently. Yes. That was and awesome. He that was translated a uh, Brazilian fighter's Portuguese mm. without the need of a. Tra- poor that old, was great. Yeah, yeah. there I'd, would be uh, if 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 this were the UFC. Poor old uh, Derek would be out of a job. <laughs> you know the kid that he always has the. He has kind of the... Yeah, the the, side
0: parting and the very tall guy next to... uh, Yes. Well,
1: the reason his hair is messy is because he's wearing a headset, you know, and so he takes that headset off right before he gets in the cage, so he always kind of has hat hair Hmm. going on. That's Uh, what's up with that. Headset hair. That was awesome
2: to be able to... He asked the fighter the question in Portuguese. Yeah. And then be able to answer back in English. We didn't have to sit there and kind of listen to things repeated, double, and layered over. We were like, all right... He's asking now. He's asking. now are repeating. Yeah. Repeating. You know, and then you have to sit there and wait for it. So that definitely was much so, more yeah. streamlined. Probably I was like, so wow. That. You know what? If you have a card, that there's a lot of Brazilian fighters yeah. on. Uh, David definitely has a uh, opportunity to, to to do something.
1: Yeah. So a good night for uh, for fight fans. You can watch ACB 51 replayed. Uh, I know it's going to be there on our phone booth fighting Facebook page. Uh, if you uh, didn't get a chance to see it, you want to watch along, see what we're talking about. You definitely see some recognizable names on there. And it was nice, uh, Frank. You know, uh, L.A. is closer than Russia for us. Yes. So I appreciated that aspect of it. I <laughs> drove to this. This is the first ACB <laughs> card I could drive to.
2: It was great. I got to bring the wife and the kids. And, uh, you know, they're up in the hotel room right now sleeping. Yeah, I don't have to wait for a long 16 hours of traveling to get back home. Thanks. But... but uh <laughs> I've done it three or four times. Yeah, I, I owe you. That's yeah. true. That's true. And I, and I have a feeling that I'm going to still do the uh, the Kings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, portion of it. it. Yeah, but I drove uh, you two as well. That's that's that was
0: nice. All right. So we got to talk about the
1: ride home. That's right. So uh, if you look at our uh, phone booth fight Snapchat, you will see what we're about to talk about here. But uh, we're walking out of the arena. Uh, Frank and Brian immediately start arguing like an old married couple <laughs> about where they parked the car. And here are twinges of jealousy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, but,
2: you're my main good man, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: like, he's sharing a room with me tonight. Like, yeah. That's yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play you off each other. I'm going to tear you apart with my uh, my Hugh Grantness. <laughs>
1: I think that makes me divine brown yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're cuter than divine yeah. Brown.
2: <laughs>
1: well, we're walking to uh, the car, and I rode here with the Mirror family, uh, but uh, Mrs. Mirror brought the whole family, all the kids out and everything, but she had wanted to uh, she'd uh, wanted to uh, I think some kids were falling asleep stuff yeah, like
2: that. Roro kind of passed out. Yeah, you know they they wake up early for school every day, and uh, yes. you know, uh, trying to stay up late to watch the fights was getting a little hard for him. So and also too, they had to park, you know, in the in the garage with everybody else. And you know, she's obviously not new to the uh, the whole uh, realm of the fight world, and and I think she was doing the calculations in her head, realizing. How long it was going to take her to get out of that parking garage? So right. they dodged out just before the main event. Yeah, people get home.
1: people want to take pictures with Frank, and of course, I'm charging ten bucks a piece for those, <laughs> and not everybody has uh, exact change. So by the time we, you know, it takes a while to to I'm get out down there. Thirty bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah those aren't free, buddy. <laughs> um, I'm still waiting to see the profits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going out. We we find the car where they parked it the right now. Here, I was expecting when you think of like. Renting cars on business. I'm thinking just kind of the sense. First of all, you glazed
2: over the argument we were arguing about where the car was.
1: Yes, the was route correct. we took
0: from the car. Because that's yes. also jumped back even further. Because we, we weren't even signed into the main car park. The people like the commentators, us two, nearly didn't make it to the event. That no, was, so we had to park in a different car park. Hence the journey to get to the oh, car. And okay. um, yeah. we were, we
2: weren't on the list. We weren't allowed in the fight.
1: Oh, really? No. Uh, they didn't didn't put you on the guest list?
2: No, we were not on the guest list. We no. sorted that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A
1: yeah. well, way to work yourself in. So, uh, so we found the car, got in the car. Now, I, you know, you think rental car, you think like, uh, I don't know, you know, size four-door, or something like that.
2: Functional, easy, cheap yeah. on gas. Like
1: a, I don't know, like a Taurus. Do they still make yeah. those? I don't know, something like that. Uh, maybe a Camry, maybe like a four-door Camry's Camry. Camry's a real car. Wow. Yeah, something like no No, no, no. Yeah, not uh, not when when Brian Lacey comes across the <laughs> Atlantic. He rented himself on this cold January night <laughs> a Mustang convertible, right? I jokingly said, oh, we're going to drive back to the hotel with the top down Brian just goes ahead and puts the top <laughs> down.
2: So I'm not the only one that doesn't realize he's joking sometimes. No. Yeah. I thought really wanted the top down. Well, I thought
1: it was a good
0: idea. I thought three blokes hanging out the wind through our hair. Yes. Yeah. I thought yeah. so, too. I Some Genesis it. on the stereo. What, what could go No, wrong? that's where
1: you lost me. There but you uh, go. So we, uh, we we get in the car. Now, it makes all the sense in the world in a two-door sporty vehicle like that that uh, you will have – if you got three guys – and one of them is uh, a UFC heavyweight yeah. champion. You want to give that guy the the shotgun seat makes the most sense. Brian got in the shotgun seat first and was asking where the steering wheel was. That's when <laughs> I knew we were in trouble. <laughs> so we get him over on the right, the left side of the car with the with uh, the steering we wheel.
2: We did let the Englishman drive,
1: right? Uh, I, which, I which you know, you know against my xenophobic better judgment, uh, <laughs> I get in the uh, in the back seat. Now uh when I get in the back seat Frank starts uh Frank starts uh moving his uh automatic seat back not realizing that my ankle was underneath the seat <laughs> so I start Screaming,
0: but this is at the same time I'm putting the top back as well, That's so all right. I can hear is you saying, Stop, stop. Yeah. So I think I've got your hair <laughs> in the convert. I'm thinking this is go- this is going, I was about to scalp you. This is not a good look,
1: yeah. Meanwhile, it was uh, Frank who I think was on the phone with his wife, so you were probably just halfway registering what was going yeah, on, yeah. I wasn't right?
2: registering at all, to be honest with you,
1: yeah. And the worst part is with those electric seats, is even <laughs> after I say, Help. It's not like you can release it real quick. You've got to wait for the... Mm, I was like, and yeah, go back yeah, the yeah, other yeah. direction. <laughs> <laughs> so once the, uh, once the blood brushed back into my right foot, uh, we were okay for the drive home, and uh, I Snapchatted the whole thing. So you can uh, go to our uh, Snapchat, uh, which is Phone Booth Fight, and uh, review the video if you like. It was you funny. You've
0: got to go Mustang now, haven't you? you got to convert... Um, this is uh, I mean, California... Uh, this, I was
2: Corvette. supposed. To, yeah, that be this is something like that. I think Corvette might be the mm-hmm. most uh,
0: mm-hmm. something like that. Just so I could Facebook those pictures and make my my friends. I also yeah. thought the the weather was going to be a lot better. Like, I just oh, assumed that we would Why be to feel
1: at home.
2: Yeah, yeah. thank you. Well, well, you. I do. I feel. Let me. It's uh, rained.
1: Let me. Let me just uh, say this: that uh, we're gonna, we got a uh, special guest. It's uh, joining us here, and so let's go ahead and bring him on here. Uh, Dan Tom is here. Hey, Dan. Hang on a second, man. Let me turn your mic on. Let me figure out why your mic's not on. Hold on a second. Try that again. What's going on, guys? I got you. All right. Dan uh, writes for MMA Latest and uh, also Flow Combat, right? Okay. Yes, sir. He's out here covering the fights. Good to see you, man. Uh, so just to put a bow on that, though, uh, before we, we, we talk to Dan here, I uh, we, we, we get in the convertible top down. Now, let me just tell you, Brian, I don't know how familiar you are with the L.A. area. Uh, from, from, from University of California, Irvine campus to the Embassy Suites Hotel, fine, with the top down at midnight. Um, next week, when I come out here for the Chael Sonnen-Tito Ortiz fight, and I'm driving to the Forum over in Inglewood, not a place you want to drive with your top down <laughs> in a uh, convertible. You want to probably go there in an armored vehicle. Do you know that area, no, Frank? I uh, UFC did 199 there, I think it was. And uh, let me just put it this way: Jennifer was driving me, and she was going to drop me off because she rode up here with me and we're sharing a car. The closer we got, she started looking around, and at one point we're a few blocks from the forum, and she goes, "I've heard these streets mentioned in rap songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dicey area." But anyway, thanks for uh, getting us back safely and in style, Brian, to the hotel. And also, how about this? Thank you, sir, for being up for a late-night after-hours podcast. This is where, you know, I thought I liked the guy, but I knew I liked the guy once we're walking in the hotel and Frank goes, hey. Who's up for taping a late night podcast? And of course, I'm like this guy, and Brian's right there with us. Let's do this. Let's, yeah. let's
0: ride this train.
1: All right. Well, let's bring on a, a fourth here. Uh, Dan is uh, with now. Dan, you do uh, fight break. You and I met originally through MMA Junkie. You were up there in studio with our friends George and Goes. But what what do you do? You you write fight breakdowns for people.
3: It, it initially started as breakdowns, but uh, I kind of I kind of just jumped in full fledged and. and Next thing you know, I'm doing, you know, fighter interviews with uh, Jessica Andrade last week and doing uh, long-form articles on on fighters and stuff. It it essentially Mm -hmm. was advice passed on for me for a while. I'm I'm kind of more, you know, kind of similar to, you know, uh, Frank in the sense of not the fighting but in the sense of coming through traditional martial arts and kind of getting a love, uh, you know, and kind of that search for, you know, we all search for our different things, but I definitely had my own questions with martial arts. And uh, as I got older, I realized I'm not as good as doing it as I am maybe you know, I'm um, um, teaching it or explaining it, and I've had a lot of coaches and stuff, you know, uh, help, you know, have me help me teach their classes and stuff mm-hmm. like that because they just felt I was a little better at explaining that I was doing it, to put it in a nice way, right? I mean, they weren't no. discouraging me from doing martial arts, but more guiding me like, hey, you know, you're a you're, you're, you're pretty smart kid, and you don't know, stop beating yourself up. I don't know what you're going to You're not really going to make a living out of doing any of this stuff. You're, you're, not, you're not that good. You're not that good. You're not that athletic, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I I got, essentially, just long story short, I got a concussion training for an amateur fight in 2015 and was, you know, forced off the mat, was super dizzy, and I was just going crazy. I needed something to do to stay doing the sport that I love. Otherwise, I was going to go mad. Uh So I just took advice from coaches and stuff, started writing things down, doing, you know, like little scouting reports for fun. And next thing you know, I have a job. It, it turned it turned into a, to be a job, which was a, which was a good thing because actually I lost my corporate gig due to the concussion issues. Okay. It was a really really bad. I still actually deal with some wait, symptoms wait to today. But,
1: you you but lost anyways. a corporate gig because you got a concussion. There may be a yeah. uh, maybe a lawsuit here. I, I actually, mean, you, I, that's another you talk long story. to a good yeah. like personal injury attorney or something like that. I don't know. They can fire you over that.
3: Yeah, I uh, I actually went to well, that's another long story in itself. I actually went to court and had my own everything like documented out with. Uh-huh. Medical stuff and let's just say it's not its not a great system out here and it's really tough because, you know, our NRS statues and, and codes, concussion stuff is such a new thing that it's really there, – there's not like the medical or even when you start getting into those legal things, right, with, with mm-hmm. jobs and stuff like that, the science is still so new that everything surrounding it, like like laws and regulations and other things – it's not as comprehensive as you might think so when you're you know just some you know nobody everyday joe who works a corporate gig and you look like a a young strapping young young healthy person with no problems and you're saying you know you're you're too dizzy you only can drive once a day and your sick days start running out so it just
1: it just kind of became more of a story like that and uh Plus, yeah. it doesn't help that you still sound articulate. Yeah, you know? exactly. really like, tough. Really yeah. Tough. You need to sound just, punchier. I really <laughs> sound, yeah, exactly. I dribble a up.
0: bit, man.
3: Come yeah. on, put some effort in. Let's Ooh. go. See, I, I came in wrong. I came in. I came in like Goodwill Hunting, and I should have just yeah. turned it
1: way down. Yep. just downplayed oh, you know, it. You sure
2: should too many concussions.
1: <laughs> 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 Proof positive. That uh, that uh, that it works because you had to ask that in question yes. form. Wait wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are, are, we are you? Enough? Are you? I resemble that remark. Do I we think. need to get
0: Frank some more crayons? We yeah. we okay? <laughs> Is he good? Well, your breakdowns. The on the fork. Your, your breakdowns are
1: very good. And, uh, they're I've, superb I've, as well.
0: Yeah. I'm going to second that, man. They're, they're they're absolutely awesome. I've used some of them for A C B fights, and the detail you go into the background and the understanding you've got of the martial arts is uh, is fascinating to read. It reminds me a lot of Jack Slack as well. That sort of that style, that, the way he breaks it down. I think he's, he's set the bar as far as those long form articles, and um, I, enjoy, I enjoy what you do, my man.
3: That, that's a huge compliment. I'm a big fan of Jack Slack as well, and I'm, I'm a big fan of you guys. I'm listening to Phone Booth Fighting. Uh, like I said, I met Richard, you know, obviously, as a fan of the sport, and I, I'm well aware of Frank. I've been a, a longtime fan of his. And uh, so, I mean, to hear, you know, compliments coming from you guys who are actually, you know, pros in the business, that, that definitely means a lot, man. But I, I'm honestly just trying to have fun and just just trying to grow. I'm, I'm treating it like martial arts where I have the mindset where I'm no matter what I do, I'm forever going to be a white belt. I'm just trying to enjoy the ride and just try to get better. So um, thanks thank you guys for the kind words. That means a lot.
1: Yeah, so of course. Man. Of course. So uh, so Doomies. Yes. Now Doomies You know what though? You, but you're right. Tomorrow le- we eat there.
2: Wait a minute. Last we don't time I had getting some free shit for how much we talk about doomies. We're just gonna start saying that vegan place.
0: Last last time I heard the man late night say Doomie. Um <laughs> So repeatedly with passion in his eyes, this was not the circumstances I, I was in. But uh, I've never heard those circumstances at all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It sounds like Brian's got the better story. <laughs> well, i <like>, uh, <laughs> yeah. But let's you put tell. Doom is his vegetarian. Mike, you had uh, to be a meat eater for my uh, <laughs> my
1: story. That's. Uh, I'm sharing sure a room with Brian later. I don't know how this <laughs> is going to work out. I moisturize. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well it can't see it's, it's it's I always know I'm safe even if if Frank were you know in his uh, uh sleep induced haze to confuse me with Mrs. Meir, I know I'm actually safer in that room with him because it takes him a while to, with all the, the aches and pains to kind of get out of bed. So, but when he starts to stir yeah, exactly. I've got time to I've got time to evade. You capture. would hear
0: my approach. Yeah. Yeah, we should apologize for the time this is taking. It's late. Right. It's
1: late. Right. Hey,
2: you, I slipped in a. Uh, and that sounds bad too. Well done. <laughs> No, earlier on the our uh, our uh, broadcast, I was able to slip in a little bit of a uh, performance anxiety joke. That's, oh, is that uh, right? That I linked yeah. into a little bit of uh, you know.
1: Okay, I didn't. Of course, I wasn't here in the commentary. I did see people on Twitter say that you worked in a plug for the phone booth fighting podcast. Yes. So uh, well done on that. That
0: was based on you were talking about, and uh, you, you very nicely gave me a plug for the one punch. Uh, podcast about my dead arm situation with my co-host a ufc fighter I did yes so i wondered we if you were going to do time. the same
2: thing so, maybe I, I think it was during the one knockout that, that we were sitting there for a little that's while that's right yeah yeah and uh i was like oh let's get the to, to something i was just staring at uh poor dave sit there and and he was struggling to get up and it was kind of a bad visual moment yeah and so uh you know we started talking about getting hit and and uh, that's why I brought up uh, Brad Pickett's punch mm. and then mm-hmm. how there was definitely. We're probably not going to go down that route since <laughs> it's probably no matter how hard Brad Pickett hits, he still is a bantamweight. Yeah,
1: and, uh, yeah, I'd appreciate it quite if a few we don't. hamburgers away from that. Right. Because what happened was, Brian, just so people will understand, this is a good reason to listen to his one punch podcast. Uh, there literally was an episode where there was one punch delivered and it was Brad Pickett's punch to your arm. That's correct. Why yeah. did you lose a bet?
0: No, I lost it's something worse than that and you'll know the, the, this from uh, the podcasting point of view. Mm. Uh, I spent an hour and a half in his company recording a marvelous podcast. Oh. A really emotional one where he no. talked about his last everybody just dropped no. their heads. Yeah. So he's talking about his fight uh, we uh, we talked about some other stuff as well but both of us <sighs> walked away and we're still new to the, this this game. I'm I mean, you I think this is episode ninety something on this yeah. one. We've done ten of ours. Yeah. We're good mates, so we've 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 got a, a chemistry. Yeah. Um, Trust
1: me, it was it was eleven or twelve before I remembered to hit record <laughs> too. So you're okay.
0: So, but I got back to the. Uh, so I, the way we do it is, I, I, en route to a gig. I'll usually meet him after training. We record the podcast, and late at night after the gig, I'll, I'll uh, sit up and I'll I'll edit it up and get it ready for for going out, and I'll, I put the my side of it up. Onto the editing suite, and it was perfect. Sounded wonderful, Uh clean, crisp, intellectual. um, And then uh, went for Brad's, and it stopped after twenty minutes. And I realised I'd misread the timing. So I thought it said two hours twenty minutes to record. It was twenty minutes two seconds. So we missed. That was twenty minutes. Was just after, just before he started to talk about this final fight that he's going for. So uh, the punishment uh, for an old school mistake of not. Doing that was an old school punishment of uh, him delivering a dead arm to me on air. So we filmed it, we put it up, and then a load of people complained because he did it with a UFC glove on. He, he wore one of the gloves he's, he's oh, used for a fight. People were angry, but he was uh, that was for his protection, not mine. So he yeah. did, he didn't want to hurt his hand or his wrist, so he put it on to strap his hand up yeah. and um, delivered a hell of a punch. Like it was it was clean and painful. Um, but then we had so many complaints that uh, people asked for us to do a second one, mm. bare knuckle. Mm. So we did that, and if you watch it, um, yeah, I'll just uh, yeah, Pickett wore socks for the second one on a wood floor and uh, missed and landed on his ass. So it was uh, it was a beautiful moment.
1: Well, the bad news is uh, that Brian still has not regained full use of his right arm. The good news is he's auditioning for Def Leppard next <laughs> week. <so. laughs>
0: So <laughs> you love the retro coal bags don't you yeah. that's great and a British but one less, at that thanks see for what that. I did yeah there. yeah wonderful yeah. I appreciate you it you know
1: when we were talking about uh, uh, fedoras and chapeaus, I meant to work in a Benny Hill reference and oh, I, I quality. it, just, it just wasn't natural I couldn't figure go. out a way to if you could shoot just instead of in. Kung
0: Fu fighting on the way out just do the Benny Hill theme tune for this
1: one <laughs> look at that instantly women with bikinis are running around us okay. in a comical manner yeah I'll find it Benny Hill I Anything Frank?
2: No, I know the comedy they, they always do the fast play with the uh in the English uh the,
1: Yeah. There's always like the uh, naked Yeah, the girls run around and just go crazy on the stage, left, yeah. right, yeah. usually a gorilla
2: dressed up or a guy dressed in a gorilla <laughs> suit. And,
1: yeah. 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 Uh so Doomies. Um Frank and I you know, we have talked about our love openly of uh Doomies home cooking the vegan restaurant here in Los Angeles that I introduced Frank to. I introduced Robert Drysdale to. We're going to introduce Brian Lacey to tomorrow.
2: Our, our, our friend who ran and shot for us on our uh, last uh,
1: Ruben. Fighter and the Kid. Ruben. Yep. Ruben. yep. In fact, if you go to the Phone Booth Fighting YouTube channel, there's uh, a new, I'll just call it a mini documentary. Uh, that Ruben did a great job of shooting for us. I met him through uh, EBI, He'd shot some stuff for Eddie Bravo, and he shadowed us about a month ago when Frank and I were in L.A. to do Fighter and the Kid and just filmed some behind-the-scenes stuff, and he got uh, got our, our latest trip to, to Doomie's. This place, vegan, but everything on the menu is is comfort food. So it's plant-based versions of comfort food, fried chicken, hamburgers, buffalo chicken wings wow. i mean all the all the you know crap food that you you think about eating but the difference is 100 percent plant-based and um uh, so i took frank there and uh you immediately said that it's one it was one we ordered the big mac and you yep. said it's one of the forget vegan it's just flat out one of the best hamburgers you've yes. ever had
2: yeah i mean uh Instead of saying, you know, it one of the best vegan burgers I had, right. I mean, you know, that's not really saying much. It's kind of like being, you know. <laughs> uh, anyways, but uh, it was one of the top hamburgers of, uh, that I've ever eaten. You know, meat, no meat, you name it. It was uh, actually pretty impressive. And, uh,. And, and and just like I – it was funny because we were taping and Ruben was probably the first person, you know, since you introduced me to it. He was the next guy. We we brought Drysdale there. And I was telling Drysdale. And then Ruben, by that time, I was so convinced how great it was. I'm like, bro, I'm serious. And then the only thing that upset me was that when we sat there, we started eating, I'm diving into my food as, you know, I like to do. And, and Ruben's still talking and conversating and actually – for whatever reason, actually joined the company and not want to eat his food. Yeah. So I'm like, look, dude, stop fucking what you're doing and eat, take a bite. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I you wanted to see the look
0: you're ruining my burger yes. by just leaving the, the, You know yeah. you, you
2: show yeah. a buddy a clip or a film uh, or, yeah. you know, a certain thing you like. You're like, looking, like, I'm staring at you, like, okay, right, right. And so then you know, he took a bite, and sure enough, I was right. I'm like, is that not? He's like, holy shit, you're right. That's a very impressive hamburger.
1: Doomies has gotten so much free publicity on this podcast. I told Frank, I said, we're going to pay to eat there one more time and then they got to at least give us like a gift card credit or something is i'm going to send all these episodes to mr doomy is it, a chain? is it a chain no so it's not just one. Oh all wow right? the now, one and only Doomies. right now i knew that that brian was going to be our next convert frank when we got in the car and because what happened was when we were walking out I already knew I was going to plant it in Frank's head, right? Now, it's it's not close to here. I mean, God knows we'd probably drive for an hour one way to get there, even this time of the night. We uh, did last time. Yes, we did. Now, that's the thing. We have never been here since we ate there that one time, and we've been here a number of times since, where Frank just goes, can we go? And I'll, I'll map it. And sometimes it's like an hour away. We dro- The last time we were here to get there, we, <laughs> we drove home – in five o'clock rush hour traffic in LA, that we could have completely avoided. We were done with the if we just hadn't gone to eat there. 2:30, yeah.
2: Two thirty, yeah, I think even two o'clock, yeah, yeah. And instead, it took us about an hour to get there. It took an hour to eat. We realized that by doing so. You've, you've had We left at 5 o'clock traffic. Oh, man. We probably wow. added three, all I did was order an extra hamburger. We probably yeah.
1: added three hours to our trip, but Frank was like, you know, I said something. I was like, well, Frank, it's not close, and the look on his face, you know. <laughs> and finally I was, like, I was like, okay, all right, listen, if you are good, then we will go to do it. So we did, and uh, this time around we go, and uh, we're sitting there, and it, it's me, Frank, and, and then Ruben, our videographer, and uh, we, we both ordered the Big Mac. Now, the Big Mac, uh, you, you guys call it the Royale. No, that's th- That's a, what I learned from Pulp Fiction. No, that's
0: uh, France. They call it the Royale. Oh, that's right. That's Royale. close that's, enough. I it's a yeah. quarter pounder with yeah. cheese, the Royale, with there cheese. is go. the um, yeah.
1: so, so the Big Mac is, uh, you know, you know Dan, you probably had a Big Mac or two, right? Unfortunately, I've, okay. had, I've had a few too many, yeah. So two patties, you know, and then the special <laughs> that's sauce that's and all that. This many. thing tastes exactly like a Big Mac except full-size patties, okay, not real thin ones. So – Frank polishes off a Big Mac and a basket of animal style fries. Not even on the menu, by the so way. You gotta know the secret menu really? to order, yeah.
0: So their, their, their plant based stuff is vegan, but they make it in the shape of animals. No, no, it's <laughs> no Brian. Sorry, it's, uh, I got this wrong. You'll understand
1: all this tomorrow, but, but animal style is like with cheese and but again, vegan oh, okay. cheese, okay? So so he, he polishes off the big Mac and and the basket of uh animal style fries before I have finished my Big Mac and the waitress comes by and Frank goes, Um, when you get a chance, can I get another one of these Big Macs? Wow. And the waitress looks at me and she goes, For here? <laughs> They're big. In fact I almost regretted doing it. But I finished it.
2: The second one, I ordered it, got it, finished it. Before anybody else even finished their first burger. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Now, now my couch. That's a, it
1: gets worse. It gets worse because we have a table. We have a, t- a certain table we like to sit at at Doomie's. Number one, because it has a Marvel Comics theme on the table, and Frank's a big Marvel Comics fan. But probably more uh, because just about two feet from the table is a couch, and when Frank's done eating, he just goes and stretches out on the couch. It's like, oh, man. Full display of a crowded restaurant full uh, of people. Wow. Just, yeah, they, stretches they, they out. They put it
2: there for people like me. <laughs> you know? Uh, That's th- after you eat, you need a little moment to kind of sit back, relax, and kind of... <laughs> You Wheel out the two, the two Big Mac
0: stretcher. There you go. Wow. So
2: every, I can't exactly breathe when I'm sitting straight up, you know?
1: We hammered that. Everything in the pastry cake. They have, like, incredible pastries, like giant hunks of chocolate cake and carrot cake and red velvet cake, wow. cupcakes, pastry. Everything is a 100% vegan. So we hammer all that. Frank is getting the car. Frank's in his self-induced Food coma. I
2: did fall. I had to fall asleep for like 20 minutes. Right. You eat that big of a meal, insulin drops, you're you're hurting. Mm, So uh, we're driving, and I I just put the seat back. I'm like, all right, you know, he has the phone, he got this, I'm going to, you know, class up for a second. And I I made the mistake of falling asleep.
1: And when he woke up, I had us lost in a national park. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I did it. But uh, listeners to our podcast will remember from a couple of episodes ago, you can hear it just as it played out uh, on the air. Uh, I don't know what happened. I took a wrong turn. I was following my GPS. The next thing I know, w- the temperature was dropping. We were headed up a mountain. I started seeing signs for a ski resort. Uh, no, We were
2: turning such steep turns left and right, windy road, yep. that I like, kind of woke a- me up. I'm like, then I'm looking around. I'm like, where the hell are we, man? Like, this is not, I'm like, oh, man, I have to kill Richard. He's trying to take me out in the woods. (laughs) I really liked him.
1: (laughs) Not another one. I'm like, damn it. It's the dead of night. He sits up. He looks at his phone. He pulls it up on his GPS, and he goes, look at this map. He goes. It's all green, and he's showing like it's just nothing but forest all around us, right? a little blue dot
2: in the middle of all this green. I'm yeah, all.
1: and we are winding road and everything, and it, it, it's sketchy, and then, then there's silence for a little bit, and then I hear Frank go, I have five guns. <laughs> <laughs> like he just took a mental inventory just in case there's trouble. There will be all
2: common rounds. So in case we run into marauders, I can take their ammo. (laughs) Marauders up the mountains.
1: So uh, I was going to tempt him into a late night trip to Doomy Sight because this is the great thing about them They're open until 3 a.m. Oh, my goodness. But Frank, in a rare moment of self-control and responsibility, said,
2: Well, it's too late and I've already hit my calories for the day. That's right. Mrs. Mir has been... Uh, I think she's done of me controlling my own diet mm-hmm. over the years, yeah. which uh, has been hit and miss. And uh, she went through and started counting the calories of each meal that I eat, and she broke it down: what I'm allowed to eat, how much I'm allowed to eat, and uh, what I'm allowed to eat. Yeah. So uh, she sits there with a little notepad, and uh, we've been doing that now. So I had I I about uh, I think 180 calories left that I could have, and I don't think doing do yeah, yeah. So I'd rather just go good. ahead and skip out on that. And uh, you know, tomorrow eat it. In, Tomorrow's uh, a yeah. new day. And then the interesting thing is, though, I still have to be real uh, controlled on what we eat. I'm not going to be able to have two burgers. She's going to be staring at me, and I'm not going to have the fries. i can order one, and
1: uh, you're gonna you're gonna limit you're gonna limit yourself to one double patty burger. <laughs> I'm hoping um, I can have one, or she's yeah. going to
2: order me two. And yeah,
1: you know what? Or I, order me
2: one, and the two of us are yeah. going to share it.
1: Well, you know what, I, I I get along pretty well with her. If it if it seems like push is coming up, let me just have a word with her. Maybe I can get you a little special exemption, you know, yeah. for the other half of the burger or something. Or have it's a, a word way-
0: with the waitress, and uh, when she asks how many calories it yeah. is, just we need to
2: tone it, it up. That's yeah. right. Tell, tell the waitress to look. Well, shave some calories yeah, off. be like, all oh, right, all right, look. right. Well, yeah. I knew
1: I knew we needed to take Brian there. I, I I think I forgot to mention this, but when we got in the car and you said something about vegan burger. And Brian, you—what was your reaction?
3: You—you
0: uh, you said something. Like, I think you said something about like going for these vegan burgers, and I, I said. Uh I'd never want to hear you say that sentence again.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> that's, that's when Frank yeah. started preaching deliverance. <laughs> now I'm he like, was look, like man, oh, yeah. you have no idea. Yeah, no, yeah. Dude, I that, I, that's
0: what I said. It's, that's the saddest sentence I've ever heard you say. And then it was the the pure energy in which you were. The tape you taking a bite of this burger. Yeah, in a while. yeah, yeah, and you as well backing it up. So I'm excited to, uh, yeah. to
1: venture a 100% into a totally vegan world. So we found out they open at noon. So we're going to open up. No, 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 no. There's
2: not a vegan world because hold on. Uh, <laughs> he took me to a place in vegas and we had a vegan burger there and uh
1: yeah uh, it wasn't you know what it, it it's okay it was it okay wasn't, but the thing is you've been it's like i took you to the greatest strip club in the world for your first vegan burger and then we're gonna go to one that any other night would be like okay but how do you compare you know yeah, yeah. i'm ready for this yeah, and uh, you know, and so we know Doomie's opens at noon because the first time I took you there, <laughs> Frank, he tried to go back the next day on his own and went yep. too early and went they in the weren't morning. open yet. A
0: sneaky little Doomie's <laughs> all on your own. That's when it becomes a problem.
1: That's right. So that's what we're going to be doing uh, tomorrow. All right. They do have
2: the vegan donut place, right? Yeah, they got that too. Yeah, But I'd rather go and save it for uh, Doomie's, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah,
1: I think so too. I think so too. My idea of a perfect Frank and I. You you've been to uh, Disney World? Yes. Okay, yeah, Brian. Yeah. Have you been to Disney World? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just recently went to Disney World for my first time. Frank, and the family go all Disneyland. The time. Disneyland. I'm sorry. Yeah, Disneyland. And uh, so my my girlfriend and I, because we don't have the you know the children for the kids' experience and all that, we're like big kids at Disneyland. Uh, we've been to talk about this. We're like our perfect idea of a of, a, of an LA trip is a weekend at Disneyland with dinners at Doomy's. That's what we're actually planning for uh, for our next vacation. Nice. Can't get any better yeah. than that. Now, uh, Brian, let's uh, let's talk for a, let's talk a little podcasting for a second before we wrap this thing up tonight. Because uh, first of all, we need to do a swap cast. Definitely, you, you guys will be our first international swap cast uh across the atlantic uh, i think we could do you get brad would be down oh, for that absolutely yeah, yeah yeah
0: he'd be down without a doubt.
1: so we got to do that and uh you guys started this uh podcast now what are you i'm always anytime i get to talk to another podcaster now frank is getting into because he's experiencing all this with me you know whenever like uh you know with brendan schaub and i talk or something like that it's just it's a lot of shop talk you just like to compare notes and share pains and misery yeah, we we we're doing that, that in the the, yeah, I was like, yeah. hey what are you
0: rocking what are you packing well and i'm and using the uh, <laughs> zoom
1: six and yeah. he's like oh the zoom six yeah. he's like yeah yeah we've looked at that right now we're using the four or whatever so tell me what uh, what's been the big uh, now? You do the editing and stuff, right? Yes. You're the, the, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So so Brad talks. That's it. So I turn okay. up at his house. We sit. We chat for an hour, maybe an hour mm-hmm. and twenty, something like that. Just about mm-hmm. live fights, and uh, then I disappear off with the audio. Yeah. And do the late night uh, editing, and it magically yep. appears. Yeah. On iTunes and all the other bits.
1: Yeah. Let me give you a fun little idea. I just did this on our last episode, and I don't know how many people hear it because no one's commented on it on social media, but occasionally if Frank says something funny uh, to even slightly embarrassing – where he doesn't, maybe we haven't technically started the podcast yet or whatever, I will isolate that audio and then I will put it at the end after the theme <laughs> rolls and everything. So there's a little Easter egg down there. Oh, right? a little treat. i am just go to and drop a hint. If you did not hear episode 93 in its entirety, yeah. I want to go back and Listen to the very. I like that, MW. yeah. Because yes. Brad's got Fun a thing, thing called
0: Bradisms, so he uh, okay. he models words up and makes his own sort of. Uh, mm. uh, so he, he does that quite a lot, and he always mm-hmm. gets uh, a bit stressed by. It. He said, Did I, "Was that a right? Was that even a word?" So I might yeah. save all those and give a little That's bonus a bit at the end, a little Bradism.
1: Yeah, I like that. Have you guys thought about doing? Uh, not, have you d- uh, uh, done any like uh, live shows or anything? Not live any?
0: shows. No, like we said, we mm. were. Uh, we are mixing this with the end of his career as well as we are the, the sort of young in, in podcasting things. We've done 10, mm-hmm. but he's had – this will be his third fight camp over the last uh, eight months, eight, nine months. So mm-hmm. um, we've mixed that with him bouncing to and from America to ATT, mm-hmm. American Top Team, to do his training. So uh, we we just wanted to do it, get started. Uh, but live shows is something we look at doing. Um, also video. seems to seem we got a really good yeah. response of me getting punched. So. yeah. Maybe we'll fit something in with a bit of video as well.
1: Well, you're you're singing our tune because Frank and I uh, are about to start doing a lot more video. We're going to start doing uh, video simulcasts of the shows, and you'll be able to get those at our phone booth fighting YouTube page. But I tell you what, doing live shows, you guys should try that because Brian is also a comedian, and you've got a perfect formula because we've used the formula over here where it's like you know if I'm doing a stand up gig anyway, I'll do stand up, and then you know we get up on stage, we bring a guest up. Get chairs together and basically do a live version of the show. That's even how uh, Frank did his stand-up debut. Have you seen his stand-up? Mate, that's seen it. it yet. I was looking forward to this. I'll is another part of tomorrow. Yeah, we yeah, need to yeah, add yeah, Doomies,
0: yeah. and I need to see your uh, your stand-up. We're, we're so. going to
1: make that uh, publicly available. Also, uh, here in the pretty soon, we're going to come up with a creative way so everybody can see Frank stand-up. But he's uh, he's also got to book his uh, return to the to the stage. You still making notes, Frank? You still thinking of some? Because uh, you know, once you kill the first time, the audience is. Uh, they're insatiable. They're going to expect, expect more. A- more. Yeah. All right. Well, you Making c- some notes. quite a bit of
0: material of tonight's events we could, uh, uh, we could uh, pull tonight from. Tonight was an interesting show. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's do this. Uh, uh, tell everybody just one time how they can, uh, you know, One Punch Podcast with Brad, how they can find you guys on social media and all yeah, that.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's nice and easy. Uh, we've got a, a Facebook page, so it's just forward slash One Punch Podcast. Uh, on Twitter, we're both on, well, I'm on at Brian Lacey MMA, that's And He's at one underscore punch. Um, and then we put the podcast up, goes out on it, um, iTunes, all the usual Things and we're also up on MMA Latest as well, so they, they host the podcast for us and give us a lot of support and help push it. So,
3: yeah,
1: perfect segue to MMA Latest over to you, Dan, Tom. Now, uh, you write for them as well as uh, flow, but tell everybody how they can follow you and find you and everything.
3: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Analyst. Uh, my, my site, Mixed Analyst.com, kind of hosts uh, all my articles, breakdowns, and uh, uh, even podcasts, um, myself, are just breaking down shows. A lot of people have been wanting that. They kind of like the audio form. They don't. Mm-hmm. Not everybody likes to read the whole long. You know, some people are re- illiterate thing. Yeah. Well, I, I also kind of put a, a little heavy dose. I read maybe a little more than I should, but I, I like doing it that way. So we're gonna. So we're gonna do it on both mediums. I'll, I'll
1: be giving that to you. Just go ahead and follow me on Twitter at the MM Analyst, and uh, you can find all that there. All right, you can buy official phone booth fighting merchandise at phoneboothfightingshop.com. dot com. That's phoneboothfightingshop.com. dot com. I just saved Brian Lacey some expensive postage tonight. Mm-hmm. Just pulled a T-shirt out of my bag. Ah, so, Amazing. Uh,
0: it's free delivery.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I will do that from time to time. Uh, you're not the first listener that I've personally delivered a shirt to. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I will do that on occasion. Uh, so you get our gear at phoneboothfightingshop.com. Uh, do us a favor. Go on our iTunes page. Uh, look up Phone Booth Fighting. Click on the five stars. Give us that five-star review really helps us in the rankings of iTunes. And if you want to take a minute and uh, go the extra mile, write a favorable line or two in the review section. We'll read those uh, on the air. We enjoy doing those. If uh, you have a question, comment, thought, or observation, hit us up on our Phone Booth Fighting Facebook page. We'll uh, be reading some some listener uh, uh, submissions here uh, in the next couple of episodes. And, uh, of course, you can always click on our Amazon banner, too. That is it, pinned at the top of our Phone Booth Fighting Facebook page. Uh, do your shopping on Amazon by clicking through that banner, and that will help to financially support the show as well you can uh, tell a friend that's a very beneficial thing to do tell a friend and uh, that's how we're going to grow the show tell them about phone booth fighting coming your way twice weekly if they're a fan of mixed martial arts or maybe just a fan of good conversation um you get us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, or com. And with all of that said and out of the way, I will tell you, social media for me is Twitter and Instagram at Richard Hunter and Facebook page, official Richard Hunter. Frank Mir, he's Twitter and Instagram at the thefrankmirror and Facebook at official Frank You see what he's doing guys he's starting to slowly bring the microphone up because he knows this Change. is his cue it's Pavlovian it's like I'm ringing that bell and, and, and he knows solving. it's dinner time all right here is uh, Frank to tell you how to follow the show on social media in three two and one and I'm tired so this will be a good test <laughs>
2: uh, Facebook and Instagram you can find us at phone booth fighting and Snapchat and Twitter Fight.
1: That's right, Snapchat to see the ride uh, back to the hotel and Brian's convertible with the top down. Alright, for Dan Tom, for Brian Lacey, and for Frank Mir, I'm Richard Hunter, and uh, we'll see you back in Las Vegas for the next phone booth fighting.
2: Everybody was kung fu fighting Those kids were fast as lightning In fact, it was a little bit frightening But they fought